Hello and welcome to the Wabi Sabi series podcast. This is where we have unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. The premise of the podcast came from a series of books I wrote around topics that made some people feel a little uncomfortable. And for the past year, I've been interviewing some amazing guests on topics that they want society to talk more about. It's been a fascinating journey. For something different this week, I'm reading you a chapter from one of my books. Today, I'm covering a topic that I'm very passionate about, and that is death, dying and grieving. Now, many people find it hard to talk about these topics, which I understand, but personally, I don't think we talk about them enough. It's something that we're all going to go through, whether it's ourselves personally or through assisting others. And, you know, we really need to know how to support people going through grief. And we also need to know what to expect when we lose someone close to us as well. This is a short, sharp episode. I hope you find it helpful and please share with others that you might feel, um, you know, could get something out of it as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts and the feedback I get is really helpful. You know, people provide ideas on other guests or topics that they really want to hear about. And I read every single review and every email that comes through. So please drop me a line and um, you can contact me through socials. I'm on at Wabi Series on Instagram and Facebook, or you can email me direct at uh, hello at wabisabiseries.com. So please take a couple of minutes if you get a chance to uh, do a little rate and review. It certainly makes a difference and helps others to find these uh, interesting interviews, which makes it all worthwhile because trust me, it's a lot of work. <laughs> so I'm so pleased that people are enjoying them. But um, yeah, always love to hear your feedback and um, get your thoughts. Anyway, let's crack into this episode. And next week, I will be back interviewing another new amazing guest. So please enjoy. Grieving is not contagious. As I mentioned earlier, when mum passed away, I was 27 and many of my close friends had not yet lost anyone close to them in their lives. For some, my mother's funeral was the first they'd ever attended. After all the draining bits were over, arranging the funeral, the wake, which I must say is basically like a party you have to arrange but don't want to go to, then the burial, and after everyone has gone, it often gets really lonely. The dust settles, allowing the sadness to creep in. For those who are not closely affected, as in the deceased was not your immediate family, you tend to go back to normal life that very moment after leaving the funeral, or at least the next day. Sure, you may think about them once or twice, but most of us who have to attend a funeral out of courtesy instead of desire think, ah, what a pain. I've got to go to Lisa's funeral tomorrow. Means I've got to take time off work and sort out the kids to be picked up. Wish I didn't have to go. But for those who are part of the inner circle, their lives have shifted forever. Sure, it's an inconvenience to have to take time off work, etc., but we'd all rather that than the alternative of being the one in the box with front row seats. What I found hard was the ways in which people would avoid me so they didn't have to face talking about the death. It was almost like they thought that grief was contagious, and if they spent longer than two minutes with me, they'd catch it. I never knew there was such a thing as mourning sickness until I lost my mum. 
I was made to feel like I literally had some kind of disease. People stopped calling me or dropping in at home. At work, they would go to great lengths to avoid me in the corridors. And God forbid if they were the only ones stuck in the lunchroom with me. Some may have remembered the anniversary dates, her birthday, the day she died, but they were too scared to contact me and admitted years later it was because they just didn't know what to say. My stepmother Glennis captured it beautifully when people spoke to her after Dad had died. She said, No words can help. People never know what to say to help, and that's okay. It's more about just being there. And just don't expect much from me. No expectations from a person grieving is key. In addition, in the months and years to follow, I may still need an ear. I often found myself saying to friends, Sorry I keep talking about Graham her husband and my dad, a year after, but I miss him. Being there and allowing those grieving to just talk about the person if they want to is really helpful. I appreciate that talking about the dead is not everyone's idea of a riveting conversation, but if we all share our experiences around grief, it might help to educate others around consoling and supporting someone they know who is grieving. If you haven't lost someone who's really close to you, Often it's hard to know what to say. The most common mistake people make is thinking it will make you sad if they bring up the name of the person who's died, so they just never do. Ever. It's like they didn't exist, which actually makes you feel worse. You want to remember them. To talk about how your mates used to love your mum's wicked sense of humour. It's the shared memories that help our loved ones live on, and that enable their impact on your life to continue. So my ask of you is to please reach out to people grieving. You don't have to have the answers. You won't have the answers. And know that some may not respond to your call or text or letter. And that's okay, because it's not about you. All they need to know is that you're there for them, if they need you. You're thinking of them. And when and if they're up for a chat or a visit, you'll be available. Having attended so many funerals in my life so far, I have a fair vantage point on the variances. I've had times when I was so numb that I felt like my internal organs weren't operating any longer. Weeks that I've cried so much that I couldn't fathom being able to shed another single tear. There's been grief that is short, sharp, and very painful. And grief that is long-lasting, brewing deep inside me, catching me unawares, and sending me for six just when I thought I'd moved on and gotten over it. And then there were memorial services that were so beautiful and moving, I felt the presence of the soul right there with me. Others that were true to the magnificent human they were honouring. Incredible speeches, entertaining anecdotes, and wonderful messages from the grave to ensure they had the last word. Just because they passed away doesn't mean they didn't exist. It was not only like my mum's body, mind and spirit had left us, but all her memories were erased as well. No one wanted to talk about her anymore. Friends were embarrassed if they accidentally mentioned their own mums in a story or talked of something that was relatable to my mum. They would shut down the conversation or apologise and change the topic. I feel in Western culture there's an expectation on people to move on quickly. It's tough to endure and something I feel we don't do that well. In other cultures, 
mourning a loved one is observed for months and sometimes years after the burial, where widows wear all black in Greece and Italy to show that they're in mourning. If they're pissed off about the crappy apples the greengrocer gave them and they overreact, it's often a little bit more accepted that perhaps they're having a bad day thinking about their dead husband and they're given a bit of slack. The way most of us in Western cultures deal with grieving is to shut everything down and close off those around us. Not only do we push people away while we mourn, but those around us don't really want to come into the circle of grief either. Navigating how to help someone who is in so much pain and loss is such a difficult thing. I know this, and I don't have answers, even after being on both sides of that equation many times. All I can say is there is never the right thing to say. You can never take the pain away for someone. You can never bring the loved one back. I know that, in my case, especially with the loss of my mum and dad, I didn't expect anyone to do these things. All I needed to know was that you were there for me if I needed to call or ask for help with something, or just sit and have a cuppa, or go to the pub and carry me home if I drowned my sorrows. I needed to know you were thinking of me and that you were thinking of my mum or my dad still with fondness, as you had done so often previously. I guess you just crave normality. We used to talk about our mums together and the dumb stuff they'd say, but now you're too worried to bring up her name in case I cry. You used to ask me if Dad could help with a car engine problem you had, and now you avoid any talk of him even though you knew it was his birthday last week. Just because they passed away doesn't mean they didn't exist. When I first returned to work a week after we buried Mum, everyone was on eggshells around me. No one knew what to say, how to talk to me, or how to reconcile such a horrible event. So they just didn't say anything. At work, we just talked about work. And when I left work, no one called to check in, no one dropped around, and no one asked me out to dinner with the girls or a trip to the movies. But here's the thing. I don't blame my friends for their behaviour. They are all beautiful, caring individuals. It was just that they had never lost anyone and didn't know any better. Or, to be more precise, they actually just didn't know what to do. So, for when you next have the chance to support someone you love who is grieving, here's a list of some things that might help. Remember that every one of us grieves differently, on every occasion, so please use this as a guide. The main thing i found is to just let them know you're there, if they need you. Some of the things I wish my friends knew in the early losses I experienced were. You can't fix it. You can't bring them back. You can't change what's happened. And I don't expect you to. No one ever knows what to say, so don't stress. Just speak from the heart and share how you're feeling. Just saying, hey, I'm thinking of you, is better than not saying anything at all and having me think that you don't care about me. We want to remember them. I want to hear your stories and how you loved the jokes Dad would tell and the fabulous dishes Mum would make when you came over. Don't stop sharing them. I'll need your patience. Sometimes grief goes on forever. There's no rhyme or reason. There will be different degrees of sadness, but years later I am likely to burst into tears at the movie theatre because the actor just did something that reminded me of things Dad used to do. Don't judge and think I should be over it by now. I may never be over it. And sometimes I just need your ear. I need to vent or remember, 
But most of all, I just need you to listen. And, related to the points one and two, you don't have to have the answers. Just be there. Don't be scared or embarrassed or worried if you make me cry. It's all part of the process. Tears are good. It's a release of a build-up of emotion and a natural way to reduce stress. Just be prepared and have tissues handy if possible. It's okay if you cry too. Sometimes the loss triggers thoughts and concerns you didn't know you had or rehashes losses you've experienced in the past. I've had friends get more upset than I was, then embarrassed that they were the ones crying. Often this shared empathy is helpful for both sides. It's okay if you cry too, just as long as you keep it in perspective. I recall a friend whose cat died decided I was the best person for her to commiserate with, given the recent loss of my mum. I didn't want to be harsh and say that they were a little bit different, but to that point, it was the first loss in her life she'd ever experienced, so I was trying to be as understanding as I possibly could. Offering help is great. Doing practical things is really appreciated. But due to my zombie state, I'm likely not to be able to suggest anything when you ask. So just do something you think might help. Grocery shopping, cooking a dish, housework, laundry. The final point, be around and check in after everyone else has gone. The weeks and months after the funeral are often a tough time. When everyone goes and all the flowers are dead, I hate getting flowers at wakes. It's just another thing that dies. The enormity of the loss settles in. Don't forget about me then and think I'll be okay. Just a call or dropping by is nice. Take me to lunch or pick me up some groceries. It's the little things that help. The main thing to remember is not to let fears about saying or doing the wrong thing stop you from reaching out. So there you have it, a little reading from the book Death Doesn't Have to Be Morbid. Hope you found that insightful. If you'd like to read the book in full, you can find the books on my website, wabisabiseries.com. Also, they're available on Audible if you want to listen more to my voice, reading them to you and uh, most uh, online bookstores as well. And please let me know what you think of the little short, sharp episodes if you'd like to hear more of these. And uh, yeah, drop me a line. Hello at wabisabiseries.com or on Instagram, uh, Facebook, any of the channels that you uh, prefer to hang out on. Hope to uh, hear your thoughts and feedback and uh, I'll otherwise hear from you next week. 